This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Bachelor in Paradise finale wrap up. I'm Amy here, as always, with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? We made Amy, it. I can't, believe, I can't believe we've made it here. I know. And now we must decide if we are going to progress or never speak again, because <laughs> Michelle's season is next in two weeks. So hmm, something <laughs> tells commit. me that we're just going to keep doing this until <laughs> we die. Yeah, there's no escaping. No rest for the wicked here. Mm -mm. No rest, no rest. And like the craziest part is, Amy, this last couple of weeks has felt like such a slog. Mm -hmm. But now we have another like 10 weeks probably. And then we'll probably have two weeks off. (laughs) Really one because we'll have to do a draft. And then we do another three months. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Our vacation is not for another probably six months. So true. I mean, I have to wish you a belated um, birthday and anniversary. And at one point you used to like it was like a really smart decision of (laughs) how you timed all that. Not that you timed your birthday, but, you know, it was like the off season. Not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like um, it's right in the middle of things. You know, we had talked about it. And thank you, Mari, for filling in with me for me last week, because we had said like, oh, if it's the finale, like. I'll, we'll just wait and record and if it's not the finale just like have at her I really thought it was going to be the finale last week based on like the time of the year mm-hmm. and like my desire for a nap <laughs> um, but no we are just keep on keeping on we get one week off but do we really because Dancing with the Stars is two nights next week mm, true but at least we don't have to podcast about it and at least we can fast forward through all of Tyra's preamble Amy, yeah. how badly I wanted to fast forward through mm, most of this episode. Mm-hmm. I was dying <laughs> for like a two times speed on my DVR. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah, a lot of stuff that was so predictable and didn't need to be three hours, especially since it wasn't like there was a reunion. No, which no, we I usually thought, have. Oh, well, there has to be a reunion. That's why it's three hours. Sure, 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 sure. No, it wasn't. I like literally last night because we were planning on, um, you know, turning off at 10 anyway and going to bed um, because we're old and uh, I'm very delicate. Um, but at about 925 and it was about an hour <laughs> and 25 minutes into our recording. I just got so angry. I was like, I can't do this. I'm done. I'm done. I need to go to bed because I was getting very mad um, in like the all the couples hang out for a quick sec and talk about, you know, where their relationship is going from there. And I was just getting so mad that I was like, I need to, I, I need to leave. I need, I need to leave this. I was even like rage tweeting last night. I haven't rage tweeted about the bachelor <laughs> in ages. Oh man. I'm sad that I missed those. I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, yeah. Well, let's rage tweet about something else before let's go into some news before we go into the episode. Let's Um, rage Instagram tag people. Yeah, exactly. So this was an interesting story, unexpected story um, and unsubstantiated, but there was some events that, you know, it's 
part of the lore of Bachelor Nation right now. So let's just comment on it. Um, so Dale and Claire have broken up, but there's like another, a third party that seems to be, a, have brought into the mix. Yes. Uh, one of, one of our, uh, one of our favorite stars from Bachelor in Paradise this season, it sounds like Dale may have been hanging out with Abigail. When Dale and Claire were on a break. Allegedly, allegedly when Claire and Dale were on a break. And I don't want to be all friends about it. Mm -hmm. But if they were on a break, like it's not cheating, right? Is that, how do you view that? I mean, didn't we like report that Claire and Dale had broken up at some point this summer? So he he, like posted on Instagram, like we're done, we're over. Right. So to me, no, that like, um, maybe not like, something that you're going to really appreciate having happened if no, you know you're like, Claire, if, but. He, if he you know if he was and again we're not in that relationship we don't know what they talked about but like if she had directly asked like hey have you hooked up with anyone and she said no then like sure I'm mad mm-hmm. but so this all came through like a rumor posted through Dumois on Instagram which just kind of posts what anyone sends them so it's not really like substantiated from that standpoint it was just like oh a bachelor nation favorite was you know is getting the good girl edit but has hooked up with a recent winner and then so that was just kind of like a blind item but then claire oddly you know she was posting like a really like sad post about her mom being in hospice care and it was a picture of her like holding her mom's hand but she tagged abigail in this post so that's i think where everyone grabbed that oh this is we're talking about Abigail or maybe it came up before that and then Abigail can you can untag yourself so she it's the tag is no longer there yikes 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 oh also there is other news that I want to talk about yes. I don't know if this came across your docket maybe not let's see Ari and Lauren B are oh. engaged <laughs> uh. if this sounds confusing to anyone else being like aren't 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 they aren't they wed in holy matrimony? Well, yes, but they got engaged again this time just for them. Don't get me uh, wrong. Please. I'm fine with the reengagement. I when Jojo and Jordan did it. Great. I'm I get it. It makes sense to yeah, me. I forgot that they had done it pre-wedding. Once you are married, <laughs> once you have had the marriage ceremony, it's like it feels a Three little kids. too late for that reengagement. Yeah, this move should have been like we're renewing our vows at like a certain like anniversary point or yeah, something. Sure. Great. Yeah. But just, absolutely. Just because a sponsor comes along and wants to give you a nicer ring. Uh yeah, I don't think <laughs> I did I did see this um on my like explore tab. And yeah, not I don't know. It was just like eye roll worthy, cringe worthy, and yeah, it just seems like trying to stay relevant, trying to have like more create more content um there's another there's um, a married at first sight like the jamie otis who was on the bachelor ben flannick season but she's like known for married at first sight the original season she just announced like oh we decided that we're going to move to an rv and we sold our house and it just seemed like it was screaming for like we need some new content kind of more than like a genuine like it just seemed out of nowhere and like that's a more extreme move so maybe they had some research behind that but this was just like okay, yeah, she's going to be excited that she gets a new ring and a gorgeous spot. They didn't have a great engagement the first time around. So that side of things, I understand. It's like, okay, it was the swirl of like, he 
were just watching him break up with Becca. Then he didn't he propose to her on like the after the final. Yeah, so, which was like obviously a bad great. move, right? So he did owe her something, but I think maybe do a a renewal or something like that and get a, a ring upgrade at that point. But he wanted to give her that surprise proposal moment. She was surprised, so. Uh, teach their own, I suppose. I guess it's not my thing, but <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, and then I want to get your take on the announcement for the Bachelor host. Mari and I talked about it. I'm still a little confused. Is it just like he's only hosting the Bachelor? He's on Jesse Palmer. He's only hosting this upcoming season, or he's the new host? What was your take on this news, and how do you interpret it? I feel like I'm taking it as he's our new host. So I took it too. Like he's like Tasha and Caitlin are filling in and, but then other people are saying he's just the bachelor host and maybe they'll just like keep Caitlin and Tasha. Maybe, but I feel like they want something a little more solid. Like as fun as bachelor in paradise was with the re- revolving host, it, mm. it, it was, it was tough. It was a little tough. I'm sure. Um, I would have loved to see Wells and Tasha mm-hmm. keep the duel, but bring a guy in the mix. Yeah, bring a guy in the mix, but like still has some have somebody who is the lead. Because like, as much as they they can tell us that yeah, Jesse Palmer was the bachelor. You guys mentioned it, it was like seventeen years ago, right? Like and- his bachelor, like his time away from the bachelor could get their driver's license. <laughs> And he's not been like part of the Bachelor. Like we don't see him pop up on. No, and and when and... he was the Bachelor, it was a very different landscape than being the Bachelor now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did hear Ben Higgins um, mention that he didn't get a call or anything. I, he wasn't like upset about it or anything. But it's just interesting that it seemed like they had a specific person in mind. They were looking at Wells, but um, doesn't look like they considered other like more recent alums so yeah and i just i think wells really did a great job on bachelor in paradise this season and i think with a little more time he could have really really expelled um like i thought it was abysmal that they brought dean and kaylin in for the end just oh my gosh you're the host now for this i was like for what reason exactly that really made it stand out more i was like okay clearly this should go to wells because it was very stilted um very out of place they don't represent like what is happening on the last day (laughs) they Mm -hmm. did it their own way so it'd be one thing if they came in and were like hey you don't have to like propose but they they were like going into the whole shtick about it so that was really odd i'm still wondering if you know like does jesse palmer want to do the like every season and do paradise too like that's a different kind of stint so would Mm -hmm. he is it like still wells's to to claim i mean that would be nice right like it would be nice if he if this was his domain Mm -hmm. yeah i think that kind of makes sense and I wouldn't mind like keeping some of those celebrity visitors, but not like in a host role, more like they're hosting a party or they're, you know, a date or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah, we mentioned (laughs) Dean and Galen. So let's get into our grievances with this finale itself. Okay. First of all, it was three hours and that was completely unnecessary. Second of all, 
they were they spent about 45 minutes on couples that we knew were not going to end up together third of (laughs) all like i don't need each couple to talk for 20 minutes about how excited they are to bang later fourth of (laughs) all like come on come on yeah um i have like a major grievance now especially with like confirmation um because i always think it's ridiculous this is just a formatting thing but the breakups before the fantasy suites because they don't want to get engaged so contrived because we've seen plenty of couples come out of this that didn't want to get engaged they get back together afterwards and so it's so predictable and i got I was listening to a little bit of the Ben and Ashley I podcast and she essentially confirmed, I didn't even expect it to this level, but she was like, there's one person out of the two person couple that isn't told there is no date for you. There is no hotel room. You have to end it. And so now like looking back, we can see with all these couples, which couple, which member of the couple was told you have to break it off and which one was left in the dark. And it's really like they want to reserve it for the people that actually will get engaged. So they don't want to have that blurred line of, oh, like we're a strong couple, but we don't want to be pressured into engagement. And they want to have those like breakup scenes. So it's very but manipulative. Sh- and but like, but I formulaic. don't get why we need the ba- breakup. It's fine if there isn't a fuck room for them somewhere right that's yeah. fine by me and let's then- <laughs> cut it down more but i think it should be reasonable for becca to sit down with thomas and say i'm really having a great time yeah i really like you let's go see how this works after like post paradise let's just leave together and see what happens and 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 she could say I've been I've got engaged twice on TV already. I'm not like oh, totally. I need more time. Like I She's need so more healing. Yeah, like so understandable on her part. So apparently, so Ashley, I was saying that these couples can get right back together at the hotel room in Paradise. They just want the scene. So it's like forceful manipulation of like let's say thomas for example like maybe she got back together with him right away and she knew but she had like they want this breakup scene and i don't we don't need this like cut and dry it's one or the other when we just saw them like really happy the day before it makes no sense yeah no i'm happy with them we missed out on their story yeah so major grievance there um then do you think that was the case with noah and abigail or do you think they were really like stalling out there in paradise yeah since it wasn't until that last day i think maybe it was like hey noah we're you know if you don't think you're going to propose like you're going to have to break up on this day or you know if you want to talk about it now like maybe you want to leave it you know like i feel like there could be more like guidance there as well because they're back together kind of sort of as well so yeah hmm. Yeah, so so their story, I can believe that maybe they were breaking up and they just didn't, uh, they just couldn't get on the same page there and they need to get out of the pressure cooker of paradise, which is understandable to me. Um, but it just, the Becca one, it made no sense to me. Um, and I think the tough part for me was the farce of the rose ceremony the night before. I think maybe they should have had a cocktail party and been able to have some of those conversations at that cocktail party. Like McKenna telling Ed, hey, this is fun. I don't see us together. And, you know, James saying, hey, Anna, this has been fun. 
I don't see us together. Like, I wish those could have been had before the rose ceremony because I feel like them giving the rose is like a quote unquote false hope of, you know, if you're going to suspend your disbelief or whatever the hell this show is. Mm-hmm. Why, why give them a rose just to break up with them 12 hours later? It's just, why do I care? Yeah. If you're breaking up 12 hours later. And it's like, and then it, it I was really frustrated with James' story. <laughs> Not that I feel like he has to be with Anna for it yeah. to be satisfying. But he's like, well, I'm just not ready to date. And it's like, okay, well, you spent 45 weeks here. like, (laughs) And you've been whining to me in confessionals that, oh, like, when's my person going to come down? Like, then leave. Then just leave. Don't give a rose. And like, I know Ed wanted to make out with McKenna. Mm -hmm. But it was obvious that she didn't want to make out with him that much. And so like, bud, just take a take the L. And as much as I feel bad for Natasha getting cut here, it's like, Oh, he did you a favor. You do not want to be with Ed. Oh, yeah, definitely. And same with uh, Chelsea getting cut by Aaron. It was like, might as well just leave at that rose ceremony because to have to sit through these contrived conversations. And like, like we're supposed to believe that Aaron and Tia, like he made out with her and now they're considering, you know, taking the next step. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing it. And like, I think Aaron, like, basically made a joke of that in his leaving yeah yeah they wanted the the tv scene and like leave together and they were more excited about that than anything so yeah yes did we just discuss the whole episode <laughs> what did we miss we missed we didn't we haven't <laughs> gotten proposals. to the- yeah, yeah, we yeah. um so let's just see i'll go through my notes make sure we're not missing anything major but we do have the cocktail party or well wells cancels the cocktail party and then we see natasha show up she had been sick during the prom um we saw no one abigail break up during the prom any more to say about that do you are you team one person or the other i'd rather die than get broken up with in that dress <laughs> right <laughs> but also like i get why abigail's upset mm-hmm. Um, because like if Noah wasn't actually like if he was feeling the things of like this isn't it, yeah, he shouldn't have said the things he said. Yeah, um, that was valid. I could, but if he was more along the lines of, and I honestly I think this is kind of what he more meant was that he was a little embarrassed that he didn't hear anything back from Abigail, <laughs> so he was trying to backtrack. Right. I don't think he meant that he like had this gut feeling all along. Like I think he was upset he got burnt. Right. And like I, I, I feel like Abigail could have handled that situation a little bit better. And I guess she was shocked and didn't know what to say. And she could have even just like acknowledged it. Like you know, it's kind of right. like the Greg thing last season, where it's just like, like thank you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Even something like that would have um, probably have worked a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more like, hey, I was the one that had this feeling and I brought it up to you. And like, now you're turning the tide on me. Mm -hmm. And I was going to like come here and like return the feelings today. But he had already had 24 hours to ruminate on that. And and I I don't think either of them really wanted to get engaged. So it's like, yeah, if that's what you have to decide the next day, why not just leave there? They get their big prom breakup and everyone else musing about it like oh storm's brewing somebody's gonna be crying at prom so all right then 
the couples that we see pair off at this rose ceremony, obvious ones, Joe Serena, Kenny Mari, um, Riley Marissa, Thomas and Becca, James Anna. Um, and here are the, you know, unexpected Aaron choosing Tia, since we weren't shown anything of that, um, besides the making out at prom, and then Ed choosing McKenna, Chelsea and Natasha are sent home. So this is when we see um, Dean and Kaylin come in and announce paradise is over. And um, yeah, everybody has to have their like one-on-one conversations. And then we have other people watching and seeing who's having the one-on-one conversations and commenting on what happens. So. It's just so weird. I hate this setup. I wish it could be done differently. I wish it could be more natural. But mm-hmm. it's just not. And it's annoying. Yeah, it really felt like they're all sitting around. They know what way it's going to go for most people. And Kenny is worried about Mari's age. So I thought that was reasonable. Yeah. He is 40 and she is 25. What were you doing at 25? 25 i was living in boston but i didn't know anybody so actually like 25 was like one of my worst years because i remember like having a birthday and like nothing happening you know like it was just like Mm -hmm. i should be like having a cool like party or doing something on my birthday and it was like okay i guess i'll hang out with this one person for my work and try to get my free birthday cake at this restaurant but it was like not like anyone was like i wasn't didn't have any plans i was like yeah. during the day i was just like walking around and so um, 25 is tough yeah. and like you know what I, I will say i do find mari to be quite mature oh, about 85 yeah. percent of the time yeah. let's not forget that this woman threw a cake in the yeah. fire because she was mad that her man made out with another woman after she said i'm considering dating other people if they come down here True. Like her actions aren't always mature, but like the way she carries herself, her poise. And I think that must be through the pageant world. I'm like this. She is Kenny's age. It's like when he says that, like yeah. he doesn't see her well, as a 25 year old. He acts like a 20, like seven year old. So yeah, they even out for sure. But Joe didn't bring that up, that concern about Serena. And they're kind of a similar. She's younger than Mari. Yeah. Um. Again, it's still wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I find that Serena also carries herself very maturely. Right. I, I, well, I, I really do think that um, everything that happened on Paradise this summer reflected very well on her, the way she handled it with like grace. And she never got upset. She never lost her cool. She was just very supportive. She was very yeah. kind to Kendall. Like it never felt um, like it just that one made sense to me a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Good for them. I'm, I ha- I'm hope everyone's happy. And yeah. So let's with each couple, let's rate if we think they'll succeed or how seriously we think they took this engagement. Um, so we've been talking about Kenny and Mari. What do you think? Um, give me, um, give me a five out of 10. Five out of 10. And who do we think is more like believing this will last forever out of the two? Mari. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It seemed like Kenny was really like, I've never thought about doing this before. This is crazy. And it wasn't like the, Oh, this is crazy, but I'm in love. It was more like, uh, (laughs) I don't think he had serious doubts. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, might as well. Cause I haven't felt like this before. So I feel like real world could 
crashed down on them. Like he was kind of like, well, I'm not going to find better than this. You know, <laughs> like maybe it's that 40 year old, like it's just like ticking all of a sudden or something, but yeah, we shall see. Um, all right, let's talk about um, a couple that did not make it to the proposal, Becca and Thomas. So they have their conversation and she kind of says like something's missing, but it's not really like something's missing, like from a spark or whatever, but more like something's missing. Like, I don't know you a hundred percent. It seems too yeah, good to be true. Seven days ago. Yes. And I'm, I'm so curious, like how much of the season she saw did she get to see the whole thing because she was podcasting about it so yeah, i think she true. might have and weird yeah so well, i don't you, like that right so wouldn't you be kind of suspicious of him like well i did see this other side of him and you know i want to know like who the real thomas is kind of thing so um he's he cries like he's very like shaken up about it mm-hmm. um but i thought his reaction saying you know, if this is what it takes for you to trust me, you know, like he just seemed more like, okay, I'm going to trust you on this. And hey, if we get back together, I think it was in his mind. Um, you'll see like that. This is me um, in the real world. So I guess that's what happened because we see at the I end so. that they're together. Do, what do you do? You buy Thomas? Like, what are you what are you feeling about him now? I don't know. Like, I buy that he's into her. Um but I don't, I'm not like a hundred percent on this like match. Like I still feel like we don't know a ton about him. Like he's not very open. Like I get what she, where she's coming from. Like we don't, we haven't learned much about his life, his background. Um, and maybe that's just how he wants to present it on TV. But we also weren't mm-hmm. shown a lot of their relationship developing on VIP because it, that's another grievance I have is like, okay, they really want to show the ones who get engaged. And so they get all the airtime, a lot of, a lot of it. And so it's like, okay, we can predict who's going to get engaged or uh, most likely to, because no one, Abigail, everyone on the beach thought they were going to get engaged, but we didn't really see that progressing. And we see Thomas and Becca being really cute and cuddly, but we aren't given any airtime towards the relationship. So it's like, okay, I guess Mm -hmm. they're not going to be standing there at the end. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I just, I'm, I still feel a little like unsure about him. Yeah. I mean, but he, like, I guess it's not for me to be sure of, you know, it's not my relationship. Right. I mean, Katie Thurston, I remember her on a podcast, like, this was before paradise was, or maybe it was just going on, but she was like, I would tell anyone there to like watch out. So, I mean, she was sticking to her guns on that. I don't know if she um, has changed her tune. Um, Seems like he didn't have like any issues with people on the beach. Like once they got to know him there. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he has a caption that he did like before they were, before the paradise was like before the finale aired. He says, I feel safe with you as if nothing could ever go terribly wrong. Thank you for being someone who I can put my trust in, someone who would never hurt me, someone who would never push us away. Like, I just didn't really like that caption. Like, it felt really like, I don't know, putting a lot on her. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would never do this to me. Like, um, nothing could ever go terribly wrong. Like, what are you expecting? Like, don't put that out in the universe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, like, my God. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. 
So happy first day of the rest of our lives is what they're they're like. I don't know. We could kind of see that they were posting like pictures, like kind of romantic pictures from the show. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah. you must be on good terms at the very least. And I feel like this is one of those things that's just been kind of like hard to avoid that they were good. Right. Right. They didn't hide it totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it looks like he has two dogs and she has one and the dogs get along. So that's always important. I agree. <laughs> so that's cute. And they're local to each other. You know, she's just gotten a house. So at least geographically, you know, I don't know like how long this has been going on then too. Like if it filmed early summer, right? June. I think so. Yeah. So they're going strong for a few months. It's the honeymoon phase still. All right. Next couple. Who should we discuss next? Ed and McKenna. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> yeah, that was odd. She... Well, it was just annoying because the, uh, you know what? I am kind of grossed out by the way he wouldn't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And like, Last week it was kind of like, oh, like he's just trying to cheer her up, like et cetera, et cetera. But this week it was kind of like, no, Ed, she's saying she doesn't want to try. So, like, don't right. force the issue. You're 37 and she's like 24. Yeah. And yeah, even like the other guys watching, it's like, oh, classic Ed wanting to try to go to the fantasy suite. So, when he met yesterday, Ugh. and it was just like they knew that like it's not going anywhere, but he. <laughs> Didn't get the memo. That just grosses me out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he said like, but probably three different times when she was saying, no, I'm not your person. It wasn't like, oh, like maybe in another lifetime, maybe like off the beach, like she wasn't giving any kind of like signal that she was interested in anyway. And she said no. So, yeah, not great to watch that. But then also, McKenna, babes, why are you taking that rose the night before? What's the point? You know where this is going. Why take the rose? Yeah, that's the other part of this format of the show. That's ridiculous. Um, James and Anna. So, yeah, there was a line that he said that I felt was quite offensive. If I was Anna, he was like, oh, we, we owe it to ourselves not to not adjust our standard of what we're looking for. Yeah, that was harsh, eh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he meant it that way. Like, it was more like, okay, we, you know, I don't know exactly how to, you would phrase that, but just like, you know, we're not at that place. Just say something like that. You yeah. know, like, we're not going to be getting engaged. Like, so she said she felt let, led on. Um, and, and then he didn't want to have that be how she interpreted it, but, you know, yeah, dude, you were here like every week with somebody else just trying to stay in there. So um seemed like maybe they clicked a little bit. And so um, I out of the new like new happenings, like I did believe Anna and James. Right. Like, okay, there's these new people coming in really last minute, but hey, maybe somebody can like still have like the spark of something. So mm-hmm. but no, James and Aaron just wanted to have their vacation together. So James calls Aaron away and is like, hey, man, you want the ride to San Diego? Like, let's go to the airport. Like, 
we know what's up. You're not going to actually stay with Tia. So like, uh, yeah, clearly like a producer prodded thing so they could get that scene. Was it worth it to you for the, for the lols? Not really. I mean, it was <laughs> funny, but I was just kind of like, it just felt like a waste of time. It all felt like a waste of time. Yeah. And then the very contrived like scene of Tia, like struggling with her luggage on the beach. Like, oh, I can't believe you, you know? So that's they needed their goofy moment i guess because it is paradise so they had to have that levity thrown in there um okay riley and marissa um what did it like he can get her so good like he can fake her out really well um i forget what he said but like she buys it every time like so i did like laugh at that that she's actually thinking that what you know and it's just like i hate you and um do you think this was producers behind this or is that just Riley? No, like, having I think fun? this is a sense of humor. Yeah. So and then we see um <laughs> Joe try to do the same thing. And she's like, just Serena's like, just stop it. He's like, hey, how do you know I'm messing with you? <laughs> so that's cute too. They're dynamic. Yeah. So yeah, obviously Riley, Marissa, and Joe and Serena choose to go to the fantasy suite as well. Um yeah, I think that's everybody. And then we get to see extended scenes of just checking out the fantasy suites. Oh my god, did I ever zoot zoot through these? Yeah, and it looked like a gorgeous resort wherever they were. Um, definitely an upgrade. But we didn't need to see yeah, more discussion um, about this. So yeah, let's just get to the actual proposals. Um, first one we see is Kenny and Mari. So Mari's just kind of questioning, like, you never know what could happen. Like, I don't think he's going to break up with me, but, you know, should be good. <laughs> um, and he says, I've been waiting. It took me 40 years to find the love of my life. And yeah, this proposal just struck me as like, not staged, but just like not serious. Like he was laughing the whole time. Yeah. She wasn't like super emotional. Like it just seemed like, okay, we're doing this. Like there was a reason they put it first. Definitely. Yeah. It didn't like get me in my feels. It was just like, okay, yeah, they, they want to do this and yeah, happy for them. But I think of the three that we see three proposals, this is the, yeah, we said, you're saying five. Yeah, I think this is the least likely to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, we wish them nothing but the best. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we have Riley and Marissa. And when they're in their fantasy suite, he's telling her, like, I see Sunday morning. Like, this is my dream to have, like, the little kids running up and giving cooking breakfast and all these sweet things and then at the as they're departing in the morning after their fantasy sweet date he whispers like i just need some time okay and then she's talking about it um in an itm saying that he said he's not sure about a proposal so he whispered more things than we even got to hear uh now this is this a manipulation to like create a little more drama or is that how he was feeling um, I, that felt like more of a manipulation to me. Yeah. Like maybe the producer's like, Hey, we don't want to give it away. Like, yeah, well, it's okay to like, let her know you're taking some time. And yeah. So there was that. Um, and then 
he like kind of faked her out again when they were at the proposal. Um, but it was a really cute proposal. I don't have like a lot in my notes about it, but I'm rooting for them. Um, they are they are one of my favorite couples to come out of Bachelor Nation. Yeah. I just very much feel like they are there for the right reasons and um, they have built like a foundation that really makes sense to me. Um, You know, I wasn't super high on Riley in his original season, but I thought he was so much fun here. I thought he was super funny, but was also um, could be serious when he needed to be. It was just very nice. Yeah. And it's, it's neat because he, he got quite a bit of airtime on Tasha's season. Marissa was a night one boot. Um, and it's just kind of an unexpected pairing and we got to see so much of their relationship develop and really can get a sense of their dynamic when she's just like, you know how I am. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like he knows like she's a little more anxious and he's, I uh, can joke with her and yeah, they're just really, really sweet. All right. The final couple that we see. Oh yeah. I forgot about the most egregious part of the episode. Somehow I pushed it out of my head due to the trauma of it all. Joe and Serena proposal. Kendall just shows up for no reason. (laughs) Literally no reason. He's like, she's just like, I can let you go now. And Joe's like, great. I don't care. Like (laughs) things. And I thought Joe, Joe handled it really well. Cause he could have just like looked at the camera and been like, you guys effing kidding me right now? Oh, like, what yeah. are you trying to do here? And he was just, you know, he he might have, support- and they just didn't air it because maybe you know, they're protecting and his. And he edit. was supportive to Kendall, who was like obviously emotional. He's like, "You're, you're okay. You're fine. Like, this is all okay." But then when he tells like Serena, like, "Yeah, my ex showed up," and she's like, "You're, you're kidding me." Yeah, okay. And I thought yeah. she handled it super well too. Like, like she's like, like "You're lying." Can- like she thought yeah. that was a fake. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing can rock that girl. I think she's a good one. But it was just like, <sighs> what? is the point of this like it was just that was like that was the top of the top of unnecessary producer manipulation in this season finale of bachelor in paradise yeah and it's like if you're gonna do something like that then don't spoil it in the preview like let us be like oh my gosh what is she doing here because that's what happened with like kenny and mari watching on they're like oh here she comes like oh my god it's not her it's kendall so that they could be back there thinking like he's proposing to her instead or something or that she's Mm -hmm. trying to stop it um but yeah why Kendall has been why? gone a Just couple why? episodes. Why, why, why? <laughs> so she had to be stuck there to wait for this moment. And then to put her in that scenario, like, why did she agree to this? Um, did they tell her what she's walking up to? You know, um, did she get like a, like a $10,000 bonus? <laughs> yeah, what kind this? of bonus? Is she getting Dean and Kaylin money to show up? I mean, what's going on? Because yeah. Why would you agree to that? And then, yeah, for him to be like, you know, hey, like he just greeted her so nicely and, you know, said like, you're a catch and I'll always think like always like care about you and and all that. So I want to know, OK, if how would you react if when Ethan proposed, he was like, oh, like my ex-girlfriend was just here and I was just like five minutes ago just telling her like how great I think she is. But this is our moment now. <laughs> I'd be like, can I meet her? I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have an engagement party. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Oh my God, can I talk to her? I bet she's great. Yes, I mean, I, I would be like, truly, what the F? Right. <laughs> 
yeah, because if like I was the guy proposing, I'd probably be like, okay, I think I'm gonna wait for another moment. But they don't have another moment to wait there. So uh Serena shows up. Yeah, she thinks he's joking. Um Oh, we forgot to rate Riley and Marissa in terms of like their success, their likely success, and do you think one person is more in it than the other? Give me eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um I will have to say Marissa is more into it. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think Riley's not into it. It's just that Marissa is so into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was worried about him at that first little party that they had. So she's just like, I can't live without him. Um, yeah, I think they've got a good chance. All right. So Joe and Serena. Um, to me, like this was like a very real proposal from his standpoint. <laughs> like, it just mm-hmm. He was getting like like the typical like getting choked up that you would see with a guy proposing you know um where and i think it's also just an age thing like i think Serena's just like oh like okay this is happening you know but it's just hard for me to get on board with the 23 year old being ready for all this and being okay with i don't know like not having him meet her family and yeah, not going through the and like I need route. to know what the conversation was of like Canada versus US yeah versus Chicago, Chicago. like yeah, are you, Chicago. you willing to move to Chicago right because they were doing they were saying the thing like oh we're just like we're the most logical people but we're just gonna um we went with our hearts and we'll figure it out later and it's like isn't that kind of what happened with Joe and Kendall <laughs> they just didn't have an engagement piece of it yeah so yeah I think Joe it's definitely more in it. Um, I would maybe give them a six. Like, I'm not, I don't know that, like, I think the same real world challenges could come up. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking a seven, so I'm not that far off. Mm-hmm. So it was cute when she's like, oh, my parents are going to kill, kill me. And he's like, well, kill me first. So um, as far as we get from the end of the episode, where we get the closing credits of seeing uh, everybody, like, kind of like you get in those. 80s movies this is what happened to everybody it was nice to get actual updates not totally like all joke ones Mm -hmm. so these three couples are all still happily together um according to that according to instagram as well right Mm -hmm. so yeah where does this season rate for you in terms of like how you're feeling about the the couples that we got out of this i am happy with the couples we got out of it Mm mm-hmm I think the season was too long. Mm-hmm. I think the cast was too big. I think they really just need to shake up the format. Um, I think it was Mari last week who's saying that it should be done in like two kind of larger, like two groups instead of like, um, you know, a couple people coming down and then like the ones mm-hmm. who are unattached leaving. Like, I feel like they should get like a two week grace period almost. And I don't know. There just needs to be something. Yeah. Like a that, singles bar or yeah. Yeah, the couples, um, couples cabanas and some way to not have all these misconnections that we would have loved to see, you know, the Ivan and Alexa or some of these Damar was Marissa was actually interested in Damar, right? So to mm-hmm. have like a little more of these like mix-ups earlier on rather than like, oh, this person was waiting and was leading me on. I'd rather just see like, okay, who kind of wins out in this triangle? Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
I did have one moment in this episode where I actually like, got teary. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Don't worry. Yeah. Mine was when we had the update on Natasha, actually. That, me too. That made yeah. me giggle. Oh, that that's funny. Yeah, I was yeah. like emotional. I'm like, oh my gosh, like she wins, you know, like she didn't come there for followers, but it, they said like um, Piper and Brendan are laying low, which we've actually gotten a report that they're not together anymore. Um, but then it says Natasha has over 460K followers on Instagram. So let's see if it's up since then. Yeah. But yeah, it's like she climbed so much like above Brendan and that wasn't her motivation at all. But just that like kind of she's above the show. She's at 480 now. So yeah, yeah it works. <laughs> let's get her to a million. Like I just yeah, I think there are better things on the horizon for Natasha than what was available to her in Bachelor in Paradise. Right. Yeah, definitely. All right. Shall we get to audience questions? Let's do it. All right. Uh, This is from Susie Ann. How much of this episode could have been an email? I, I was getting I was getting heated watching it. I'm not lying to you. I was getting really heated. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to. What's the first email subject line? <laughs> um, Which portion? It's the first email is like, can just send Kendall home? Like, mm-hmm. don't put her through this misery. The second one is WTF, James. Mm hmm. Um, the third one is, um, that Demi Lovato meme of, uh, like, uh, what was it? Get a job, stay away from her to Ed about McKenna. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of emails. Mm-hmm. All right. The RHP out of context account. Uh, have you ever been, uh, humiliated by this account, Haley? <laughs> Often. Yes. He, like they'll they'll say things we've said. I'm like, when did I even say that? Right. At least somebody's listening, right? Exactly. It makes me feel nice. Yes. Um Hey ladies, big fans of the pod. Why ABC got embarrassed Kendall like this, and how much would you need to be paid to ever show up to watch a serious ex get engaged to somebody else? I mean, luckily for me, I don't have any exes because I just didn't date and then I fell into a long-term relationship. Um, I don't know. 10K? Yeah, you could probably pay me 10K to show up to that. Okay, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I'm also not that jealous. Like, I'm not a jealous person. I'd probably have, like, a great time watching somebody else get engaged. I love (laughs) engagement photos. Well, who else do we have to see? Didn't um, Kevin have to watch... Um, Ashley and Jared. It was just his ex, so he wasn't engaged, right? So yeah, something like that. That's the same situation, I guess, because Kendall wasn't engaged either. Um, Will Harrington, do you think production keeps telling Kendall she might be the next lead if she goes in and provides a little drama for Joe and Serena? I truly can't wrap my head around any aspect of it. Yeah, like what is? You know, why does she agree to it? She seems more reasonable than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Litsky, is the bromance between Aaron and James the best relationship to come out of this season? 
It's possible, but I feel like it started in their season of The Bachelor, right? Right? Like pre existing relationship. Yeah. It's just as bad as Brendan yeah. and Piper. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was like newly discovered, right? No. I wonder if they were roomies. It said they were rooming now, but yeah, what if they were I roommates so. before that? Yeah, like rooming in the New Mexican hotel. <laughs> Justin Feinberg, I am finally caught up on Paradise. How surprised are you that Hannah Ann, Maddie, and Victoria F. never showed up to Paradise? Is this a sign that Peter's season is officially the worst season of the franchise that you've covered? Is there a single person involved with that season who looks back on it fondly? I will say my biggest surprise is probably Hannah Ann, but I feel like maybe she thinks she doesn't need it at this point. Um, I'm not really that surprised about Maddie because like, first of all, what is news? Mm-hmm. Second of all, like I think she's doing too well as like a Christian influencer. So yeah. like she has a book out now, I guess. <laughs> stop. No, no, she don't. Yeah. Like, she's going to help like guide other people. No, <laughs> on no, their path. no, no. Mm-hmm. What? And what an assault to literature. Right. <laughs> I mean, I hope that ghostwriter got paid a good money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then I think Victoria is maybe not super thrilled with her bachelor experience. And like, I think she has already been at the receiving end of a lot of the producer manipulation. And I don't think she really wants to put herself through that ringer again. Yeah, I would have liked to see her there, like for that kind of redemption story, because she was like put through so much on the show. But yeah, why? If you're her, why would you do that? So, uh, just Feinberg also wants to know what was the biggest shock of the season, and why was it three of the final seven couples being Ed and McKenna, Anna and James, and Aaron and Tia? Is Ed embarrassingly trying to shoot his shot at a fantasy suite with McKenna, a sign that him and Natasha would have never worked out? And why did the edit make Anna into one of the show's main narrators for the entire episode and a half she was there in her final outcome, if her final outcome was always going to be James dumping her? The biggest shock of the season for me personally was Brendan forgetting he was miked at all times. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's so true. Yeah, we did get a lot of Anna. I wonder if they're like, Anna, this is your redemption. Okay, we're never inviting her again. Bye. Love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she did narrate things well. So maybe it was just she's like one of the few people that's still like buying into it at that point because everyone else right. has been there forever and is tired of it. And like, let's just get this over with. Yeah. Um, and then Justin Feinberg, is there anything more horrifying then Kenny showing up naked with a large dish of tacos strategically placed above his junk. Does Kenny realize he does not have to call back to the single worst date in bachelor history to profess his love to and have passionate sexy time with Mari? I just don't understand why they keep trying to ruin my favorite food. Yeah. This let's get the, the taco PR council on this. Like <laughs> this needs to let's ruin a food that nobody likes. Yeah, like Brussels sprouts. Like, mm-hmm. put Brussels sprouts on his junk. I don't care. <laughs> that would be like a little more anatomically correct as well. <laughs> <sighs> Gross. Do we have anything more to say about this season? Because I'm a little shocked so. at like how. Yeah, I feel good about what we. I mean, Doug has some things to say. Let oh, me yeah. find that. And I want to talk about the Michelle's preview and what we're planning for. Um, our draft but sure okay 
Uh, Aaron sucks between calling people bitch bags and human garbage, trying to fight anyone who would t- could talk for two seasons and then shitting on Chelsea and Tia. He deserves nothing more than to be stuck with James forever. Does his unwavering commitment to being a crappy person just further enhance Thomas's glow up? What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, because they were kind of on the two sides. And I mean, I think the most. I think Thomas ending up with Becca is the best he can do for his image, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Aaron continuing to call everyone out yet jumping from, you know, one like fake relationship to the next doesn't really, you know, Thomas actually was like turning people down. He wasn't just trying to get airtime with every date. He was, you know, I believe he was interested in Becca. Yep. Um, I feel like Tia swearing beach walk would make her a perfect match for David Spade. Hmm. You think David Spade will be back in a capacity, some capacity? I th- yeah, I do actually. <laughs> he seemed to have fun. Yeah. When Kenny said he never thought of being engaged, was he aware of the shows he had <laughs> participated in this year? Yeah, that was yeah, my how, question too. Is like Kenny Bates? What do you what do you think's going on here? Right. <laughs> Could someone describe to me what the Toronto accent Joe was talking about is? Yeah, he's one to talk. Like, what is is her accent just like not having an accent? I guess so. Maybe it's an inside joke with them. Like, maybe I feel like she has accent. a pretty like unaffected accent. Yeah, at least say Canadian accent, maybe. Yeah, don't centralize us or something like that. <laughs> Um, when Serena said she doubted if she would ever find love, did anyone think to remind her she's 23? Spoiler, as somebody who wondered that when I was 23 and is now 34, it does not get better. You will never find love. Well, that is oh. dark. Oh my gosh. Why didn't he apply for VIP Canada? Yeah, we sh- and we could always host the Doug Chiller. Yeah, listeners, you know how to reach us. If, you know, we generate enough interest, how many people do we have to have, say, like how many, can we have three, four, Oh, five, I was thinking like 10. 10? Well, because I'm thinking like hometowns or, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much interest we can garner up for the Doug Chiller. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been great if you and Amy were included in the musical montage at the end. Amy's message would say that she and her boyfriend overcame their differences and are now living happily after ever after after he bought her a new cupcake. <laughs> and yours would say that you and Ethan are solid as ever in spite of your regular whining about being delicate. Uh, how dare you, Douglas? <laughs> how darest thee? Yes, I do like that ending that they have. I think they did a good job with it this time. Yeah, it did make me a little weepy at the end. I'm not going to lie. Or maybe that was tears of relief that it was finally over. All right. Michelle's season two weeks away. We will be drafting with the lovely Asia Welch, who I podcast with about Married at First Sight. Um, I think Kaylee, she's way ahead of us on scoping out the cast. So we got to get on that. But we will. I will not be getting on that. <laughs> I think I'm going to take the approach I took last season. It wasn't it. that bad for me. Yeah, it's true. Um, I guess that Tasha and Caitlin did sort of a preview of the contestants, like a Facebook Live. So 
that's out there if you'd want to check that out. Um, and we've got an extended preview of Michelle's season while we were watching this. Did you see any of that, Haley? Yeah, it was good. I quite enjoyed it. I'm looking. F- I, I would. It's hard for me to get really like hunky dory excited about this season just because I'm not going to lie to you. I am feeling a little burnt out. Yeah. But I am excited about Michelle. I could not take my eyes off of her face. She looked so beautiful. She has so much lid s- space for eyeshadow, which I'm incredibly jealous about. <laughs> yeah. And the season looked more like a traditional season in terms of like the settings like we can tell that they've traveled a little bit they had like cooler venues um i definitely uh, peeped target field stadium with no one in the stands which is you know on target with this um baseball season that they had so yeah they actually went in public (laughs) (laughs) and it looks like they got a fancy hotel in minnesota to make it look like it's a you know some Mm -hmm. kind of cool set so that's exciting i am really curious about the guy that planned his every move we see like yeah like blueprints and stuff like so and then they're talking about somebody being an actor so there's still always like the same storylines but yeah i have a quick question for you Mm -hmm. do we ever need to go back to the bachelor mansion Ooh, i don't see why it's probably cheaper for them to just like yeah go to the hometown of the lead and rent out a hotel for a month right yeah yeah i would think get a nice ballroom they can make any bring enough like greenery or whatever they do to make it look bachelory mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah i'm kind of there i don't really think that we need to go back to the mansion for any particular reason but i think probably this next season the bachelor is probably going to be there <laughs> I, don't, I just have a really? feeling yeah so yeah although if they're still maybe not because if they they might want to do the approach that they did with Michelle, which seems like they're staying kind of in one city for the majority mm-hmm. and then traveling like closer to um, fantasy suites or something. So mm-hmm. you can't do that much if you're just in the bachelor mansion. So yeah, great maybe, point. maybe we're out of it. There's no shell rooms at the bachelor mansion. No. <laughs> yeah. There's no conference rooms. There's nothing that you can like nothing. Yeah. Make, make look good for more than a couple of weeks. So, yes, Haley, where can people find you and what are you up to these days? Um, So I'm going to take my nice week off, not even a week off because we have to do the draft. Not that I'm not looking forward to doing it. I'm just saying it's not a week off. Um, But Grace Leader and I are getting together every single Friday on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Haley Strong to talk about Taskmaster. This new season of Taskmaster is on. You can catch up on YouTube with those episodes and join us i think we are getting together at seven o'clock eastern time this friday if you want to join and watch us talk about taskmaster other than that i am just cruising and perusing and you can find me on twitter and instagram at hstrong underscore you can check out my book account uh, at the strong library on instagram and you can catch me talking with asia welch about married at first sight um this season it's on the reality tv rehab of feed working on getting our own feed but you know itunes who knows what they're doing um, it's even called itunes anymore okay so i accidentally here's the Apple thing my Podcasts. phone was super full 
So I did the thing where you upload, you like upload a backup to your computer and then you reset your phone and you download the backup. Well, fully on me. Um, the backup had a password that I don't know <gasps> what the password is. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, yeah. Luckily, I could like import my contacts from my iPad. Not a big deal. So like that was the only thing I really cared about because I had already booked, backed up all the pictures like in a separate place on my computer. So it's fine. But the thing is, it downloaded the new operating system. Mm. And the podcast app on it is horrific. Oh, no. Yeah, like, it's awful. Like, I used to be able to go into my downloads, and it was just everything in a list. And now it's, like, in each individual show that there's a download, which is really frustrating. So I am taking recommendations on podcast apps. Oh, you know what? That actually, I think, happened to me when I updated my phone. It's just, like, the the podcast app, like, the, the default one, yeah. the purple one, is yeah. horrible. Like, it doesn't take forever to load. I'm with you on this. So, yeah. so it's just like, I in if I go into the latest episodes, it's not necessarily all the ones I have downloaded. And the ones I have downloaded, it's not presented in a way that I find um, nice. Right. I have been going back and forth between one called podcast app which is blue wow. yeah and player fm i like both of those ones so those are some recommendations from me player fm was a recommendation from our friend zach brooks so oh okay okay yeah That's two well, I trust recommendations yes <laughs> excuse me yeah so i don't know what to do it's just like it's frustrating me because then i kind of like miss what i'm actually wanting to listen to or like yeah. You know, because some podcasts I will listen to if I know the guest and then I can't really see the guest. And I don't know. It's just annoying to me anyway. But that's just that's that. Yes. I actually have my old phone that's just like not connected to like the phone service, the phone carrier. Mm -hmm. But that has the old podcast app. So every once in a while, like if my phone is dead, it like still works well on that, like with Wi-Fi. That's smart. Yeah. I should do that because I do have my old phone because I am a hoarder. Yeah. So it's basically like having an iPod now. <laughs> so I like that. My dad is still using like the iPad shuffle, like the one, with the, like the clip, clip one. Yes. Yeah. He's still using that. So it still works. Yeah. We put, we put a playlist on there okay. when we got it for him. Okay. Like eight years ago, okay. probably eight, nine years ago. He's still listening to the same playlist. It's just like having a little radio. <laughs> yeah. He loves it. Ugh. Oh, that's so cute. I know. Now <laughs> there's like nothing that I can like, that's like the same as that. No, you know, he likes I, it. I actually really like that too. I when it came out, it was like nice and light. Um, clip it on and go. Yeah. So they're making the phones too big now. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, our hands like, are not big enough. Women's yeah, hands. Yeah, like my iPad Mini is the same size as like the iPhone 11s or whatever mm. it's called. Yeah, it's yeah. They've done a study that like, it's like against women because like we just physically like can't hold it and it's like messing up our wrists and fingers and stuff well yeah like i find now that like my like if i just hold my hand like my pinky finger is like significantly out yeah from holding my phone yeah it's messed up messed up patriarchy at work again exactly at one point they're gonna like shrink back down again i think it's just gonna go probably like have you seen those new like samsung like flip phones no there's like these new little flip phones. Ooh, flip phones are back. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bring back iPad shuffles. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> What's our next campaign? Yeah, exactly. That's our hashtag if you made it this far. 
remember who we used to be. Yeah. Miss them sometimes. Oh. All right. Everybody, so, we look forward to catching up with you in, very shortly. We're not yeah, going anywhere. You can't get rid of us that quick. Hey, remember <laughs> when Bachelor in Paradise used to end and then we used to have a three month vacation? Not anymore. No you get time to, hear, to miss us. You get to hear us for six more months. <laughs> yeah. All right, Haley. Fun to talk to you as always. Bye. Bye. Scott, cut this out. <laughs> <laughs>